0: Welcome to this car seat. Uh, today we are going to talk about a topic which is central to contemporary debates in economic regulation, at least in the UK, uh, namely customer engagement. Uh, so today we are talking uh, to Dr. Eva Heimz, NSE uh, Fellow here in the Government Department, but also car research associate. ifa so um, customer engagement is sort of a central topic. Uh, many people say it has to do with a wider crisis in regulation, debates about accountability and transparency. How does it fit into these debates about accountability?
1: Well, at first sight, I think you could think that customer engagement in regulation could solve all of our problems when it comes to accountability, when it comes to legitimacy uh, in regulation, because you think we're directly talking to the people who are actually affected by businesses' decisions and by regulators' decisions. So it sounds great, and I think we need to take that potential very seriously. But as soon as you engage customers in regulatory processes, you open a whole new can of worms, if you will, of legitimacy and accountability uh, issues. For example, if you get together a group of customers, why are they representative of customers at large? Very tricky question. So far often customer groups and regulation are not meant to be representative. They're meant to use customer research to represent what customers want. But of course, customer research uh, finds it very difficult to make complex trade-offs that individual customers would be willing to make uh, or not uh, be willing to make these trade-offs. So you you all of a sudden have that sort of issue uh, in the room, I'd say. So we need to be careful not to see this just as a solution to legitimacy and accountability problems, but we also need to look at further issues uh, that it raises.
0: And how is customer engagement practised? What is the experience in the different sectors?
1: Well here in the UK sort of the earliest uh, example we saw was in the aviation sector actually but since then we've also seen it happening in the energy sector and perhaps most crucially very recently uh, in the water sector in England and Wales and in Scotland. Are two different jurisdictions when it comes to to regulation, and then in, in water regulation, we've seen, and this is what makes it so interesting, two different models being practiced in Scotland, on the one hand, and England and Wales on the other hand. In Scotland, we saw a so-called negotiated settlement, so a customer group actually negotiated a new price for water with water company Scottish Water and it was a customer group that was established from three bodies the regulator the water company and the consumer group to sort of make this new customer body independent from all three um, entities in England and Wales we saw a very different model where the customer group they called customer challenge groups um, were situated uh, at the company level so belong to to the water companies if you will although it was mandated by the, uh, by the economic regulator here in England and Wales. And they didn't directly negotiate a new price. They tried to challenge companies to include results of customer research in their business plans. So we've seen um, a great variation in models of customer engagement, even just uh, in the UK.
0: And why on earth is the UK suddenly such an example of customer engagement processes?
1: Well, where has this come from? I'd, I'd say that uh, perhaps the overarching reason is disappointment with existing regulatory models and existing models of consumer representation and regulation. Um, what do I mean when I say existing models of regulation uh, and disappointment with them? So in utilities regulation, that's, for example, the really well-established uh, RPI-X minus methodology for conducting price reviews. And regulators sort of felt a sense of disappointment, not because they think this is a bad model uh, that they need to replace, but because it has become very well um, known by regulators and regulated companies, which makes it much easier to game it for regulated companies, which makes the whole process, uh, regulatory process, sort of predictable. Um, And regulators were looking for a new way to challenge companies. Uh, and also for a way to improve relationships with regulated companies that sometimes had become a little bit strained, and for a new way to make businesses take ownership of of their business plans uh, rather than looking for the regulator to make business decisions for them. But there was also a disappointment among regulators of their, their ability to represent customers or consumers, which they usually feel they have a responsibility to do, but often felt, for example, that uh, documents they were producing were very complex and it was very hard for, uh, let's say, ordinary people to engage, um, engage with what the regulator was doing. So they were also looking for, for new ways of bringing consumers and customers into regulatory processes.
0: Okay, so it comes out of a disappointment with the past. It happens in many different ways in different areas. Um, so where will it all go? I mean, we'll sort of... 1,000 flowers blossom, or is there one model of customer engagement to emerge, what do you think?
1: Well, I think the whole idea of customer engagement is probably here to stay, but I don't think that we'll necessarily converge on one model that everyone will use in different sectors. Why is is it here to stay? I think that there is a perception amongst uh, regulators, regulated companies. Um, that this is overall so far been a successful experience, not without problems, but regulators feel they were able to challenge companies in a new way and companies have actually um, seen it as valuable to talk to their customers directly uh, and become more responsive, for example. So uh, they, and there is, of course, a sense that maybe accountability and legi- legitimacy issues and regulation can be somewhat addressed by, by this model, so here to stay, but not necessarily convergence on the same model, because different sectors uh, and different jurisdictions face very different challenges. For example, when we go back to water regulation in the UK, in Scotland we have one water company that is publicly owned. In England and Wales, uh, the last price review, during the last price review, we had 18 water companies um, that are most privately owned. So you have shareholders in the room that of one certainty, introducing customers into a process brings more uncertainty, which is much more difficult if, if you have privately owned companies. Uh, and for regulators, it's much more difficult to introduce these kinds of new models when you're regulating many companies rather than one. So I think we'll see models of customer engagement uh, emerging and becoming institutionalized that fit the respective contexts uh, of regulation in any particular sector.
0: And finally, um, as students of regulation, I mean, what can scholarship about regulation learn from customer engagement? What do you think?
1: No, I think uh, scholars uh, of regulation might, might wonder what is happening here. We are used uh, to a world of regulation over the past few decades, which you often describe as the regular, regulatory state a model that is very strongly associated with independent expert technocratic regulators, if you will, adding customers and their views and their lay knowledge to this uh, to this process all of a sudden raises the question of are we in a different world of regulation now? This is what a regulation scholar uh, might wonder. But I think we shouldn't necessarily think that this has changed everything because what we have seen in, in these processes in the UK and customer engagement processes is that if a customer body wants to be able to challenge a company uh, effectively, it usually relies on guidance, expert guidance by economic regulators. So uh, the the need uh, for expertise, for technocratic expertise continues to be there and regulators continue to supply that and regulatory processes continue to be based on principles of efficiency, for example. So we're not living in a new world, in a different world of regulation, but I think regulation scholars should take it very seriously, especially the ones that are interested in independence of regulators, accountability in regulation, and also the mapping of regulatory regimes because all of a sudden we have a new actor in the room, customers and customer groups. Uh, So I think uh, regulation scholars will need to start taking this development into account, even though it doesn't represent a fundamental transformation um, of regulation as we know it.
0: Eva, uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much.